Welcome to the Aurora Cornerstone Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope today's message is an encouragement to you. Good morning. Good morning. Wow, that was a great that was a great testimony. Thank you so much. So this morning, I have the privilege of sharing God's word with you. I'm Pastor Isaac. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be sharing about the Christmas story, right? That makes sense, right? We're talking about Christmas. It's Christmas time. Uh, how many of you are ready for Christmas? A few of you, maybe 25%. That's really, that's not a lot. But today, um, we've, I've titled the message, An Unlikely Family. And we're going to be going through what the scripture says about this cute little family that we see, but I think there's more to it than just this. Um, So as we take time for Christmas, there's a bunch of us that take time off work, we spend time with our families, we have family meals, uh, we open a lot of presents and have to buy a lot of presents. But one of the things I've understood about Christmas and this Christmas time is it, it, it is really about family. It's about spending time together. It's about caring for each other. It's about um, seeing people or family members who you usually don't see during the year. But this one time a year, maybe Thanksgiving too, we get together and we just spend time together. And I, I actually found this really great illustration. It's called The Christmas Carol. It says, When I was a little girl, my grandpa had cancer. And he and my grandpa... He and my grandma were too exhausted from the treatments and emotions from the previous months to make the two-hour drive for Christmas. And so they couldn't spend the time with the rest of the family. So mom arranged for us to all go over to their house. And we got there and we stood outside in the yard and we sang Christmas carols. I'll never forget the look on my grandma's face when she peeked through the window and she saw us all standing outside. It's what makes me tear up just thinking about how excited she was. And we hear stories like this all the time, right? We, it's Christmas time, we spend time together, we have Christmas traditions. Does anybody have a Christmas tradition they can quickly share? Quickly. Nothing, you, do, you guys do nothing for Christmas. <laughs> all right, so is, is there something you do for Christmas that's special? Yeah? No? We sleep in. You sleep in. All right. Anybody else? Anything else you do? Yeah, go ahead. You cook for the whole family. Venezuelan food. I'm coming to your house for Christmas. Yes. The Queen's message. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Pajamas all day. That's good. I like that. Anything else? Goat meat. Oh. Okay, now I'm torn. I, I'm, I'm going to visit both of you. With, with my family, it's the same thing. We, we have so much food. Usually there's, you know, about 10 of us, and there's enough food for 30 people, easily. We're eating leftovers for the rest of the week. We spend time together. We, we leave our house. We spend a day or two with my parents, a day or two with Diana's parents. And it's just, there's family Usually I'm doing IT work for my father-in-law. It's just one of those things. But 
Some, yes, some of you understand that. But what I've, what I've come to appreciate is just taking time away and sometimes laughing, sometimes crying, sometimes it's late nights. There are arguments. We are Portuguese. There are always arguments. But at the end of it, we just got to spend a bunch of time together. We got to spend a bunch of time just loving on each other and caring for each other. And every time Christmas runs around, I, I know for Diana, it's, it's about the Christmas carols, it's about the songs, it's about the Christmas tree, it's about the decorations. But for me, none of that really matters. It's about who I'm spending it with. And this tradition of spending time together as a family, I really think this is something that started in the little town of Bethlehem when you have Mary and Joseph and this little baby and they have visitors coming and it might look a little something like this, maybe not black and white, but they, you have visitors coming and they're giving presents and there's shepherds coming and spending time and it's just about being together. It's about coming to give glory to the King of Kings and to be a family. And this is something that when I look through the Bible, I understand that family is so important to God. It actually starts at the very beginning with Adam and Eve and how God is, says, hey, go populate the earth, make a family. And then you have Noah, him and his family are saved. It's about family. You have Abraham. It's his descendants that are going to be the ones that God uses. It's about family. And it's really interesting that even the promises in the Bible are about family. The Bible spends time after time and it provides lists of family members. It says this person is the son of this person is the son of this person. And I don't know about you, those are the hardest lists for me to go through. Does anybody really enjoy reading those lists other than Pastor Wayne? I think he likes it. <laughs> it's challenging. Most of the names I can't even pronounce. But the Bible takes the time. God took the time to say, no, this is important. Write this down. Family, where you come from, is important. And if it's important to God, I think it should be important to us as well. And I was saying that the, even the promises that God makes in the Bible have to do with family. You read in Genesis 9, and there's a promise made to Noah that he and his descendants are never going to experience floodwaters again. That there's never going to be destruction like that again. In Genesis 17, it speaks about Abraham that Abraham's descendants will be, become many nations and there will be kings among them. In Exodus, we hear a, a promise that's made to the people of Israel and that if they only obey God's commands, that they will become his representatives. It's not one person, it's all of them. And then King David, he is told that his descendants will become a dynasty of kings. And that from his line, there will be one king that rules over all. 
See, when God makes promises, it's not just for me, but it affects me, it affects my son, it affects his kids, and it keeps going. See, because God's promises don't end with one person, but they extend into the family. It's not just about me and God. It's about me, my family, everybody connected to me. And family in the Bible is just so important. And we see time after time after time where God just emphasizes this. But right now I want to introduce you to a very unlikely family. I want to introduce you to a couple named Mary and Joseph. Now Joseph is a teenager. He has met the love of his life. He's very excited. He has just recently proposed. She said yes. It's very good. Things are going well. They're young, probably starting to make wedding plans. They have to hire a caterer. There's got to be a photographer. Nowadays, there's got to be a videographer. Flowers, centerpieces. Um, Okay, there's a lot more stuff. I'm going to be all day here just naming wedding stuff. But I'm sure they're planning. They've got family around them. You know, they've got cousin Elizabeth helping with wedding plans as well. Things are going, and it's really, really exciting, and, you know, hey, you're getting married. There's a party coming. And we get introduced to them in Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 1, verses 18. And it says this, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin... She became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break up the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary for his wife. I can imagine what's going on in the life of Joseph and Mary right now. Mary, who is still a virgin, now has to explain to her fiancé that she's pregnant. I think that would be a really difficult conversation. I don't know how you'd take it, but I would be really, really confused if I was Joseph. He just finds out the love of his life is pregnant, and he had nothing to do with it. And I'd be freaking out. I'd I'd be worried. But the scripture says that Joseph was a righteous man. There was something about Joseph that was different than others. And Joseph said, okay, you know what? If this is happening, I don't want to disgrace Mary. I don't want to put her in a bad spot. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to do it quietly. 
so that there's nothing bad that happens to her. I'm just, we're just going to keep this hush-hush. We're going to, you know, people are going to find out she's pregnant. They're not going to know what happened. I'm just going to walk away slowly. And he decides to break off the engagement. So he's looking out for Mary. He's worried about her. And it's really interesting that when Joseph has this dream, this vision from the angel, the angel actually refers to him as son of David. And that's the first thing the angel says to him. And you remember previously I shared with you what was going to happen with the line of David, that there was going to be a king. And now Joseph is said, is called son of of David. And when Joseph wakes up, he does something really, really important. He goes and he does as the angel of the Lord commands. He was really obedient. In this moment, he didn't have to be. He could have said, well, I, I ate something really weird at dinner and that was a strange dream. But no, he recognized that there was something happening that was of God here. And that this Virgin, his fiance, was now filled with the Holy Spirit and was carrying the Lord's baby. And we're introduced in Matthew with a lineage. And it shows that from Abraham to Isaac to King David to Joseph. And it goes through again and it gives us a list of names. And in this list of names, Joseph is right there at the very end of it. And as the list goes through, the scriptures actually says, it actually takes the time to say, Abraham, father of Isaac. Isaac, father of Jacob. Jacob, and so on and so forth. And as you read through that, you would expect at the end that it would say, Joseph, father of Jesus. But it changes, and it says something a little different. I'm going to read this quote from Diana Garland. Do we have any college students or university students with us? Okay. I'm going to tell you something very important. Textbooks have really good information. I found this quote in a textbook. Textbooks are good. Anyway, that's a side note for you guys. Textbooks are not all bad. So Diana Garland says it this way. The series of father in the genealogy lead readers to expect at the climax and Joseph the father of Jesus. Instead, the pattern changes abruptly. It says, And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, to whom Jesus was born. Joseph did not father Jesus as Jacob fathered him. This genealogy explains how Jesus, who had no biological human father, could be the son of David. Now listen to this. Joseph claimed him as his own, named him, and grafted him into the lineage of David. That's really powerful. Because of Joseph's obedience, because Joseph said, I'm going to do the Lord's will, because Joseph was a righteous man and he obeyed, Jesus is now grafted into the lineage of David so that prophecy can be fulfilled. This is a supernatural way of becoming family. 
See, God redefines in this moment what family actually looks like. It's not about Joseph and Mary having a baby, but it's about God doing something miraculous and bringing two together. And Jesus is constantly called son of David because of Joseph's obedience. You with me? As we continue reading through scripture and as Jesus grows, we consistently see family happening. And there's this one point in Jesus' ministry that Jesus is, has been healing people and he's been doing wonderful things and there's a lot of goodness going on. And we find it in Matthew 12 and it says this. As Jesus was speaking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside asking, him, asking to speak to him. And someone told Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside, and they want to speak to you. Jesus asked, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Okay, that's a really strange question, just just saying. But okay, verse 49. Then he he pointed to his disciples and said, look, these are my mother and these are my brothers. And what he says in verse 50 is really, really powerful. Anyone who does the will of my Father in heaven is now my brother, sister, and mother. I've had a wonderful privilege of moving to a few different places. And when we um, uprooted and moved to Quebec, I had several people asking me, hey, is it hard to be away from your family? Are you going to miss them? When we uprooted from Quebec and moved back to Aurora, a bunch of people came to me and said, hey, are you really happy that you're close to your family again? You're, you, you're just, they're just down the highway. And thinking back on it, my answer was actually the same for both times. I kind of looked at the person and said, yeah, I guess it's okay. And they looked at me really, really strangely. They said, what, you don't like being closer to your family? And I'm like, yeah. Or when I left... You're not, you're not bothered that you're far away from your family? No, not really. And as I thought about this, actually a conversation triggered this thought in my mind. I was talking to somebody a few weeks ago, and I was sharing with them. One of the things that I've understood about serving God is that it doesn't matter where I go. I can be here in Aurora. I can be somewhere in Nunavut. I can be um, in a different continent altogether. And wherever I go, as long as I am with those who do the Father's will, I am with family. See, Jesus gave us this redefinition of what family is. And I can walk into church, and I can get hugs, and I can get handshakes, and I can get smiles, and I can get frowns. Because family isn't always happy. It happens. There are arguments. But I know that there are people in this room that care about me, like family. So I'm never alone, regardless of where I am. Because the people of the Lord are with me, and they are now my family. We had this really great experience on Friday. We had our uh, youth uh, Christmas, Christmas social It was a dinner where we fed them all a lot of food. We had desserts. Um, I think there's still desserts left over. They might be put out at the end for coffee. You're welcome. 
And I was sitting at a table at one point. I was sitting beside John. And I turned to him and I said, I really like what's happening right now. As I looked around the room, there were just groups of students gathering together. And they were laughing. They were joking. And they were playing. And some were writing notes to each other. We actually did that in the bottom corner there. You see we had a table lined up that you could write notes to different people um, that night. And just something encouraging. Um, somebody wrote that people are very nice. Thanks, Nathan. Love you, man. Um, but in this, I saw a family. I saw students that in everyday life, there would be no reason for them to even like each other. Um, one of our leaders, I've heard her say it many times to somebody else who she's friends with, she says, if I had met you in high school, I wouldn't like you. <laughs> but because of Jesus, they're family now. And we got to spend this amazing evening together, eating and laughing and uh, giving them way too much sugar. I'm sorry, parents. <laughs> Caleb was bouncing off the walls. It was great. But in all of that, We are family. For whosoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And we got to experience that so tangibly on Friday. We get to experience that every time we get together with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we get to have a time of fellowship. We get to have a time of worship. We get to have a time of just encouraging each other. And I know that Sometimes in family, it doesn't always go well. There's always that really strange uncle that says things that are really inappropriate and rude. It happens. There's that aunt who smells a little funny um, because she just took her clothes out of the closet. There were mothballs in there. It's a thing. Wash your clothes, please. Um, there's always that grandparent that comes up to you and squeezes your cheeks way too hard. Usually somebody says something. If you have a, a, a seven-year-old like me, they do not stop running. But at the end of the day, it's still family. I found these really cool quotes. I want to share them with you. Families are like fudge. They're mostly sweet with a few nuts. Every family has one crazy person in it. If you're missing one, I have a few to spare. <laughs> and sometimes our, sh our church family can look like this. Unfreeze. Good job, everybody. Let's take a few minutes. Good job. Whew. It is like a thousand degrees out here. No thanks to global warming. Again, global warming and hot flashes, two totally different things. I'm starving. Can we please take a snack break already? You ate a whole bag of cheese puffs 15 minutes ago, Jim. And? Marty, we've been at this day and night for a week. We're exhausted. Besides, it's not really a live nativity. We have stuffed animals. Look, everyone, we make do with what we've got. 
This is our last performance of the Nativity, and we have been entrusted with this esteemed honor. Esteemed honor of carrying out a 103-year-old tradition by the oldest church in Corncatcher County. We got you. Yeah, we got your little pep talk about 10 pep talks ago. Amen to that. Can anybody okay. even see no, me no, back no, here? Okay, okay, okay. No, I get just you down. wanna see. Okay, okay. Good oh, I've got hay fever, Marty. Do you know what irritates hay fever, Marty? Hey. Sorry about that, Bob. Tried to find hypoallergenic hay, but the men at the feed store just laughed at me. Why am I in the bag? Did I mention I was a stand-in on an episode of Touched by an Angel? Highway to Heaven trumps Touched by an Angel every time, sister. Apparently you've never seen an episode of Charlie's Angels. It's not the same thing, Bob. I'm smelling an undertone of a hazelnut. Uh, no, wait. Yo, yep, definitely hazelnut. I think it's plastic. Look, Marty, none of us signed up for this. You signed up for this. Literally, you all signed up for this. My wife signed me up for this. I'm out. I signed up to play Mary. And nobody would believe that. Whatever happened to making do with what you've got, Marty? Let's go, guys. These Applebee's coupons don't use themselves. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, no, 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 no. I want my baby back. It's not the same restaurant. I was buy one, get one. Okay, you listen, out of line. No, I'm not out of line. No, no, no. I'm trying to put on a show. No, don't come in here like that. I know, right? He's got a deal. He had a plan and a move, and you're trying to tell us. You're not in charge of the whole world. That's not the way this works. We, no, no, that's not the truth. And you know it. My friend was just going to try to help us. He's trying to be a good steward and helping us, and you're jumping in on all of this. Oh, look at you. So tiny and peaceful and perfect. A lot like baby Jesus. He deserved so much more. But this was God's plan. God gave him a mommy to take care of him. He chose shepherds to tell everyone. Wise men came and visited him. God even gave him an earthly daddy. A lot of imperfect people. But, God always makes do with what he's got. And that perfect little baby grew up and saved us all. He showed us what real love looks like. A love that cost him everything. I just adore him. Wanted to hear the trumpet. <laughs> there are a few things that were said there that really, really stood out to me. A mommy to care for him, and even an earthly daddy. Shepherds to tell everyone. Wise men came and visited. A lot of imperfect people. And as I look around the room, or even in the mirror, a lot of imperfect people but that God has brought together to create a very unlikely family, but a family nevertheless. As we choose God and do his will, we do so 
with a heavenly family. One that has been grafted together by the blood of Jesus. Can I pray for you? Heavenly Father, I just thank you um, that we could come together this morning. Uh, I thank you for the word that you placed in my heart. I thank you for this family that you have blessed me with. I thank you even though we are imperfect people, we can do your perfect will. That because of you, Lord, people from different nationalities, different backgrounds, can come together and we can call each other brother and sister in Christ. Father, it's all about you. And I thank you so much that because of your son, we can redefine family to something much more powerful than just our blood, but it's a family that is powered by your blood. So Father, I just pray this Christmas season, as we get together with family and friends, even if there are people who do not have family and friends to get together with, that they can find family right here in this building, right here with these people, because we are your people and we are your family. So Father, I thank you so much for everything you are doing here in this place. And I thank you for this family that you have given me. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Aurora Cornerstone podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more information about our church and our ministries, visit auroracornerstone.ca